This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Friday, Buffalo Wild Wings in Rockwall with our special guest, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. He will be at the Buffalo Wild Wings, so you should come hang out with us now. How many do you think, how many Buffalo Wild Wings do you think he could eat? I don't know, because like in one sitting. 72. This is a question we have to ask him. Uh, I mean, and put it to the test. Is he going to be, like, do you know when he's going to be there? Yes, I do. All day? No, but you should be there for the entire show. Okay. All right. Because I did, I was like, "How do we handle that?" Whenever we have Jerry on, it will be after Jerry. You're going to need to take a moment, Jerry, uh, so that uh, Jerry. But hey, it opens at ten o'clock for you guys. That's right. It opens at ten for the Twolos and Tolos out there, right? Because they said we know you like to party, and we like to party too. Uh, So go ahead and get after it. What? Besides just Friday, when else could people party with us? Oh man, Sunday night, Sunday afternoon ish, uh, four o'clock ish, four four twenty five area mm-hmm. at Globe Life Field. Globe Life Field is a destination like none other this year, Kevin. As the Rangers won the World Series, mm. congratulations to us as we are all now champions mm. thanks to the Texas Rangers. But more importantly, at this point. Jared Sandler's Swinging for a Cause is taking place there. And there will be on-field games, so you can go out there and play. They have the Home Run Derby set up. Cool. Uh, and I'm going to get in on that. I'm going to win the Home Run Derby. I've already decided. Oh. Uh, they will have uh, they will have a table set up as well. And currently, you can bid 877-881-1053. got to call for this You one. have to call in and talk to Alec and place your bid. And Alec, I do believe the bid is at 1600 Indeed, it is 1600 So if you can one-up, give me a Call. Yeah, call right now if you would like to have a bit at the I table. guarantee you somebody's going to call in the next 30 seconds. Ooh. You could sit next Whatever to Mike Bassick is. at a table and eat dinner yeah. and ask baseball questions to Mike Bassick. Or I'll sit give next you to, an autograph. Look at that. Uh, or Just sit two. next to Kevin, and Kevin will talk to you about Duke basketball. Oh, uh, sure. Or you could talk to him about Jimbo Fisher and why that failed and why A&M is always it's because, failing. It's because they now gave he's a big a, Elmo fan, right? It's because they gave him a national championship trophy that had a date to be determined <laughs> on there. not determined date. Or you could sit next to Alec or Reggie or myself, and we could all have a very good time. Uh, but it's going to be awesome. There are going to be people like Marcus Simeon, Drew Pearson, and so much more. Darren Woodson, you have you ever heard of him? Yes. Yeah. He's a future Hall of Famer. Phone call. Phone call, 877-881-1053 if you want to place your bid. Two phone calls. At $1,600 at the moment, but I feel like that's about to change. Man, my favorite was the first time there was like six people called in and Alec got really flustered. Yeah, he did. And he's yeah. like, why are so many people calling in? Did it go up or no? Uh, no. Oh, there was another call. Did you know that? That person's a You're so busy talking to whoever. There, yeah, there has been one number that's been calling in that's been a spam call. It's okay. been a little bit annoying, but right. yeah. From the 940, tried really calling, your house? but no one answered. 
So maybe you can call this number back and see if you yeah. can. What uh, are they spamming you on? They texted him. They call that number. <laughs> All right. Actually, before he does that, because I have very, I have this is where I want to go. Yeah, with what's this. in your corner today? What's the? It's not Corey's corner. That is different. This is the C block. It's a different name. I'm going to start tweaking up. <laughs> Coming up next, it's time for baseball strips. All and right. we're just going to change it every, every day. With My Steve. favorite segment we do is G-Bag of the Week on Fridays <laughs> at 1.30. Uh, <laughs> it is a weekly uh, oh segment. Um, who said it? It's called Who Said It. Who I said know it? What it is. Who said that thing? <laughs> Please, God, Corey, start talking. <laughs> CJ Stroud. More, thank you. CJ Stroud is uh, the the quarterback for the Texans, and I wanted to ask this question: eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Kevin, he has to play audio. Kevin, I have to have him play audio in a second. He can answer the phone in a minute. Just let him play the audio now. We'll work around the audio. Just let the audio hit, and then you're like, oh, here's what all right. Happening. Play the audio. Yes. I would just ask, like. When you started playing well, what was the process of um, your mentality? Like, how did you stay on a straight and narrow? Um, even like, you know, you have people reaching out and uh, family and like the, just the world around you seems like it's spinning and you're just trying. I'm going to restart this because the computer is. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is that just me? <laughs> or... Yeah, that's a little off from what I. From what I... CJ Stroud talking to Tom Brady. CJ Stroud talking to Tom Brady with Jim Gray uh, is hanging out with him at the same time, Kevin. Okay. Let's see if this works this time. Whenever still loading. Okay. Before I get to that, Kevin, let me go ahead and set. This is already the wildest one. What is the greatest piece of professional advice you've ever been given? Professional advice in like your own profession? Because I actually reached out to Mark Followell uh, on Friday, and we've had this happen a lot of times. I think the greatest piece of advice I've ever gotten is the Bob Ortigal story. He wins at Drake. He's feeling good about himself. And the AD comes by and is like, how are you doing? He's like, man, this is great. And he said, just remember, half the people out there love you. The other half think you're S. And I think in this business specifically, because we see the fan text, and there are lots of people that love us. And then there are other people that think we're S. And that always helped me kind of balance like, oh, that's just the way that it is. It's nothing new to any other radio host that's ever been in this business. All of us have people that love us or hate us. Yeah, and I think that kind of feeds into that is don't worry so much about criticism you get from people that you wouldn't go to for advice. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I think that was a really valuable lesson that I've learned along the way. Now let's hear C.J. Stroud and Thomas Brady. I would just ask, like, when you started playing well, what was the process of um, your mentality? Like, how did you stay on a straight and narrow? Um, even like, you know, you have people reaching out and uh, family and like the, just the world around you seems like it's spinning and you're just trying to stay focused and stay in, on a straight and narrow. I think the important thing I really want you to realize, this is now your job. Everyone, when they come to the game, it's a vacation. It's fun for them. Oh, my God, we're here to watch, you know, CJ play. For you, you know, you don't bust in on your on your friends at their job. And, you know, when they're trying to be really focused and do what they need to do. Hey, can I interrupt you? Hey, I know there's a really busy time for you, but let's go do something fun. Or, you know, you don't need to be the source of people's entertainment over the course of the season. This is, it's not college anymore. The earlier you get it in your mind that this is a profession and you're a professional and everyone is counting on you and you can't have a bad day like Coach Day taught you. 
and you're in an organization where D'Amico is a great coach, um, Nick Cesario, you know, I've got a long relationship with, you know, all these guys are counting on you. It's not, it's fun. The process of winning is fun. You know, the memories you're going to have from a great season are fun. The games are fun. The practice, the camaraderie is fun. You know, trying to create fun for everybody else outside of that isn't your responsibility. You're not camp counselor for everyone's fun activities. You're out there trying to perform, trying to dig deep for your teammates, and that requires intense focus for a long period of time. There's discipline that starts the beginning in August all the way through the end of the season. That, I, I That's thought, my guy. I really did. I know, Kevin, you're not a huge fan of Thomas Brady, uh, but... I think that advice I to a, that was good advice to a player, any player, not just not just CJ Stroud, but to any player in the NFL. And Mike, I wonder too, like with how many times did you see other players have to take care of so many other things that they couldn't? They didn't focus in the clubhouse. They didn't focus on what game they were getting ready for, or if that even was a distraction, or if you noticed the best players had all those things in line or somebody else taking care of it so they could go practice and be ready for their game. I thought most of the best players were jerks, but they had to be because you have to say no 90% of the time. Yeah. Because there's so many people asking you for things and then they are focused and they're like, I eliminate everything that's not on my path. You're eliminated and you mean nothing to me. And that can irritate and hurt a lot of people. But who cares? Because there's no way. There's almost no way. It is like rare that you have dirks. Yeah. Um, that can kind of not. I'm not saying entertain those outsiders and stuff, but be able to be so nice when everybody is asking for your time and 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 your energy and your money and your autograph and your everything that he was able to still be at such a high level while being such a nice guy, mm-hmm. especially yeah. to people that don't matter, being honest. So, I mean, it's it's just tough. I played with – Mike Piazza's a great guy, but Mike Piazza could be a not a nice guy <laughs> to uh, quite a few people. And um, I just think that it's really tough to be to be a leader of an organization, to try to win a championship, to possibly win a championship, and to also be a nice person. I, I think – the the you know you heard the Aaron Rodgers audio today also about Dak Prescott and the way he's playing the game right now and I think the other part of being the Cowboys quarterback that is the most difficult is everything else that goes into it your 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 pressure is magnified nationally daily like it's a like we talk about these sports shows on a daily basis they're going after the dude or giving him all the praise in the world. Yeah. And you have that extra amplified version of it, and that's why Dak is very protective of his brand. I mean, and that's why it's very easy to get caught up in being the Cowboys quarterback. Aaron Rodgers did mention he was like the Green Bay quarterback. There are certain certain jobs in the NFL that are that it's next level. Like, Do you think Joe Burrow gets the same type of stuff in Cincinnati as Dak Prescott gets? Whenever you're in Dallas and on, you know, on that on that scale that he's on, probably not. It's very different, but I, it's advice that I, honestly I think, don't even think Green Bay gets it as much as Dallas. But the thing is, is if Dak Prescott won the championship this year and won, let's say, the MVP next year and, and won the championship in 2026, greatest quarterback, of nobody all time. would get more praise than him yeah. either. There's the other side. There's the Derek Jeter side. You guys take shots at Derek Jeter. But he was 
a really great player on the Yankees who won championships. Yeah. Nobody's going to outshine him. Not too at bad. All. There might be better players than him, and I would agree with you that there were at the time. But too bad because he was going to get all the heat. Yeah. He was going to get he was going to get what Dak Prescott deals with is what the Yankee star deals with. And so I do think that then you get more praise than maybe you deserve because you're doing it for the Cowboys or you're doing it for the Yankees or you're doing it for the Lakers. Yeah. And I don't I don't think that CJ Stroud's gonna get that level of of shine. Sure. Any you know, as the Texans quarterback. But unless the, he unless he Patrick Mahomes it. Kansas City's a nothing place. Turns into something amazing. He turns into he something turns amazing into and everybody's the best. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like, all right, it doesn't matter he plays for the Chiefs. We got to talk about this guy because he's the best. The I think Mahomes' personality is different than Brady's. Just my feeling on the guy, he just seems a little looser and everything, and is still able to win. Whereas Brady was like, I have to, I have to close everything out. I mean, you just heard it. I got to pretty much close everything else out, even family. Like his, he lost his family. A lot sure. of the reason because he was like, I want one more year, yep. and it's going to take from August until whenever for me to 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 satisfy that itch that I need to go get. And that, uh, sorry, Corey, that makes a lot of sense to me because people, I, I even Dax, like, hey, I got that girl dad energy. That's what's driving me. And I appreciate that. I always thought it would be tough on a marriage is if you have to have that single-mindedness, not just to play, but to, like, be the best. I always wondered what that would be like. You know, that's something that uh, I was listening to Sean and RJ this morning, and they were discussing. Um, not RJ. Uh, well, Sean and Bobby this morning without RJ, and <laughs> they were discussing kind of the uh, the what are the things that like you you need a checklist of your significant other, and what are the things that kind of helped you in the screening process? And Kevin, I know was it Bumble that helped the screening process it did. there? Yeah, that was that was really nice. So hold on, Mike, you always do this. Bumble, if you're interested in advertising, I literally met my wife via your service. Yeah, Bumble, get with it. Um, but. Sean did say there are two very important. He had a list of four, but you got to understand my job. And then on when it's football time, I'm watching football. That's my yeah. job. Yeah. And how, how much that, yeah. that needed to matter to him, but his significant other needed to understand that too. Adrian does not, she doesn't care. She's like, watch your sports. You know, if, that, if that's, I understand that you watch your sports. It makes you happy. Even though I'm sad a lot of times after some of these, sure. these big time losses, She's like, you go watch your sports. And that was a thing that I think she knew before I even got this job. That I that when we were before we were even married, she was like, he likes watching sports with the guys. That's gonna be a thing, and I'm not gonna try and change that. And that's a huge other thing to add that to a significant other, Kevin. Somebody that's not trying to change you. Because you are who you are. And or you're gonna be not who you overtly. Are. They're still trying to change you. What do you mean Just, trying to change it's more me? More subtle. Adrian a million percent tried to change you. Just like maybe you try to change her, but it's more subtle. It's yeah. not in your face. Yeah. You know what? It still happens. Love me the way I want you to love me. Isn't that the the what you say to her? I would never say You would that. never say that to your significant other? You're on your deathbed and you want to go out a certain way. You're not going to say. Do we already you know love me? he's going to say F you to the people he doesn't like. We went over that yesterday. That's if I'm yeah, being executed. Right. Oh. That's a different deal. If I, I don't want to say that to my family. Are you said what I had to say around. to you. He's Where's just, all my F you people? He's laying there and I don't know. It's just old age. All right. Let's just assume it's old age, hey, look, Kevin. At, that age, at this rate, if I have a kid that's 45, 
25 and 5. And they're all standing around. They're knows? all standing yeah. around holding hands. Yeah. And you're just like, F you and no, F you. I do not I told want you to so. Do that. We're the KNC masterpiece. What? Do you want to have a kid at 64 no, years old? Oh, God, no. I mean, not Why me. Why not? Yeah, I don't understand. He said it'd be cool. Yeah, you no, just mentioned cool. how many kids you want. Rate. Yeah. I would love another child, but not at the age of 65. We're the KNC masterpiece. What's holding you back? Yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you're on 105.3 you The Fan. You don't want to be fruitful? I challenge you to have a kid at 65 years old. Yeah. Challenge <laughs> accepted? It's what do you challenges. think of the odds that we still know each other when we're 65? Oh, I'm dead. Um, yeah, I do think something's going to happen to this world where I don't know. If okay. All right, Mike. I know, Mike. I know what you think about that. Coming up next. That was my mistake. We will power rank the NFL power rankings plus more information about Mark Cuban's sale mm-hmm. of the Mavericks. Let's talk about it next right here on the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We're going to power rank the power rankings. I already did it. Just, okay. In just a few minutes, but first, wanted to go back through some potentially new Cuban stuff. So, Mark Cuban, Mark like the, Cuban. Oh, like the sandwiches. And if you want to discuss about the country, oh, yeah, Cubano. if you want to discuss other aspects, maybe is David P. Family. Sampson on Awful Announcing, which I believe Sean Sharif will soon pop up on Awful Announcing. Of his own choice. Of his oh, own okay. choice. Okay, I thought you were suggesting. No, no, that no, he, no, no, no. He no. did it again. Of his own choice is he tweeted out, there's simply no way this story can be true. Mark Cuban cannot keep control of the team after selling a majority stake. Hashtag wait to see. And then the statement from the Adelson family, quote, the Adelson and Dumont families have entered into... No? Are you holding a scroll right now? I mean, when you hear that they're... Yeah, that's what I think. Just because they're old? Is, that's rude. Yes. Yeah, that's ages. I, know, I, think he's, I think it's because they're fancy. No, it's because they're fancy, yeah. not old. Fancy. Mm. You get a mm-hmm. scroll and trumpet announcement. They mm-hmm. said that the families are targeting closing the transaction by the end of the year. Here's probably the next important part. Is the Adelson and Dumont families are honored to have the opportunity to be stewards of this great franchise. Through our commitment and additional investment in the team, we look forward to partnering with Mark Cuban to build on the team's success and legacy in Dallas and beyond. The goal is to win and have a team that proudly represents the DFW area, blah, 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 blah. So partnering with, yes. and that's, I've, I am very curious about because the argument can be made like Mark Cuban's not selling the team if he's not still going to have like that level of control. But is that level of control total control, or is it really going to be a partnership where they're like, yeah, that's great. We own 60% of the team or whatever the case is. I mean, where did we hear that he would he was holding on to the rights of the like all that part of it? That was part of the Stein reporting, was it not? Or maybe it was Shams. Okay. Shams. So I do wonder, I do wonder if that was like Cuban trying to I don't know, if if it was him trying to say, Hey, yeah, but I'm gonna be running things still. And the reality is when somebody owns more of the business, they 
they can pretty much say what they want, right? Isn't that the my isn't that I mean, if you had it written into the contract, it's written into the contract, but I'm also curious. That like, doesn't sound like what, it is. Yeah, what else is in that contract that says after five years we'll trigger this clause or whatever? That, yeah. I, I'm really fascinated because it, when I first read it, it was like, oh, he's going to sell a big chunk of it. And I thought, oh, he's going to sell like 30% of the Mavs or something. But then it, it evolved It was the majority into, share owners yeah, of it. Yeah. And so I don't you know how 57% this, is? I don't know what okay. the exact number is. I saw that number today okay. somewhere, and I was like, oh, that's an even more interesting number because – why it's would you two go billion of three point five billion fifty seven percent? Something like that. I think that's why I think supposedly, but we don't know these numbers yet. I don't think anybody does that they might be buying two billion dollars of a three point five billion evaluation of the team. Because some people made that mistake too, because they were like, Mark Cuban's getting three point five billion. And I was like, that's not what the stories say thus far at all. It's a three point five billion dollar valuation for the team. But so it's interesting to see these statements and to hear some of these reports of like, I don't know if it's going to work out how he thinks it is. It really is crazy. This is a out of the blue, crazy story that I think everybody's trying to figure out, including yeah. all the Mavs employees, all the people that know Mark Cuban. Like this is very confusing and out of nowhere, this story. Yeah. And as, I mean, as Coop told us earlier, he's pretty been pretty good at keeping secrets. You know, the Mavs. Yeah. I remember Mavs trades, you were always like, what? How did nobody even was in that place? Yes. And you, it was always wild. So um, I am, I'm, I think Kevin, and by the end of the year, we'll have a lot more information on this because you just said by years in, they hope this is closed. The transactions. And closed, so then yeah. that's when you'll get all the court documents, much like you got all the court documents for the last big we study. We were ahead of the game doing. on that too. So you'll have all the court documents to put it out there. So I just say, just keep listening to us because Kevin will have the court documents before anybody else does in your face. And and again, even before the courts, I see the same. No. I see the same opinions. Well, that's why they're court documents, or otherwise they would just be Kevin documents. <laughs> is I, I see the same speculation about running for office, that he took a bath on crypto, any number of things. I still think it's more likely to lie in the gambling space, but I understand. We talked with Cooper earlier. He goes, hey, look, I'm as intrigued as anybody to see it's what just, the next step is. It is are. confusing to me because from your point of view, you're saying he would sell the Mavericks and lose the ownership of the Mavs just to be, like, that just is weird to me. Like, uh, Jerry Jones isn't doing that. He and, really wants gambling, and he, too. And neither neither did the Fertitas. I wonder, because you're, so you can definitely do yeah. both. You're right about that. I wonder if he thought he did not have the capital to go as far in, yeah. in the gambling space as he wanted to, unless he made a move like that. That's my thought. Yeah. But that's just a theory. I don't know that yeah. to be Your sure whatsoever. Your theory could be right. Your theory could yeah. be wrong. Everybody has theories right now. Mark Cuban and... That lady are the ones that know what's going on. Absolutely, absolutely. That Alderson? they are. Is that I'm saying? It oh, right? oh, the family that uh, the family that bought it, Adelson. Adelson, thank you. And the Dumont family. So apparently they're part, and that just sounds. Fancy. I think they make great donuts in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Cafe Dumont. I would not have gotten. It's that. beignets, not donuts. Uh, okay. but I mean, yeah, they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. Now we need to talk about one other basketball story real quick, and it's not is Josh Giddy. I know we talked about this earlier in the week and on last Friday, but police in Newport Beach are now, so this is not, not the league, the police. So she's not in New Orleans? Well, that's what they're trying to figure out. So the police in Newport Beach are trying to determine if 
a crime was committed in their jurisdiction. In Newport Beach, California. California. And she lives in, sorry, Oklahoma City area from what I understand. I'm... I'm not disputing that. I don't know. Okay. Or I don't remember. From me asking questions, from what I understand, okay. this girl is supposedly lives in the Oklahoma City area. Okay. And that very but well. I, I, I could I don't, be wrong on that, but I'm trusting who told me that. One of the sergeants, Steve Oberon, in Newport Beach this morning said that they are investigating if there was a crime in their jurisdiction involving Josh Giddy and an underage girl. So they, she could have gone on vacation with him, possibly. Exactly. Now, the other part of this is TMZ Sports is reporting, and I, I know people have thoughts about TMZ. They're usually pretty ahead of the game on stuff like this, is they say that they have multiple sources that the allegedly the teen and her family are refusing to cooperate with the police inquiry. Mm. And if that's the case... Feels like that's going to really stop this thing dead in its tracks because you could always be like, I'm just a kid. I was looking for clout on social media or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like a social media post does not prove. Right. Facts. What, yeah, exactly. And so if TMZ is correct and the minor and the family are not going to cooperate in the police inquiry, I am curious as to where exactly this is going to be able to go. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, this is a tough question. But maybe you know this. If you know all the laws, I don't know. That's Frankel's. He doesn't know all the laws. He has all the court documents right. before the courts. If I mean, I'm going to lower the age to make sure that she's of illegal age. If I'm going to use Josh Giddy as an example. Josh Giddy sleeps with a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. girl. We know that that is against all the laws in the yeah. United States, no matter what state. I'm pretty sure on that. Yeah. But the family says we are not pressing charges. That's that that that. I do not believe in this instance, since it involves a minor. I, man, I hope I'm not wrong about this. I do not believe that automatically. Like it doesn't matter, the case. right? Exactly, because think I about think it. I think the state people's still kids, goes. We don't care. Yeah, people's kids can be taken away from them, and I'm sure yeah. they weren't like, yeah, go for it. So it's, in a way, I don't know. I do. I do know that it hurts the police. Because getting those more are the information. witnesses, but they will keep but I investigating. Still think they could For possibly sure. charge Josh Giddy. Absolutely, even they could. though the parents don't want that to happen. But then their supposedly. sources are, I'm, their sources are her friends, right? Their, uh, you know, their their conversations and everything yeah. like that. It, it would just make it significantly tougher. I'm right. not saying it can't be done whatsoever. Just if yeah. that's the case, that would make it tougher and. I don't know. It's really unfortunate that we've had to talk so much about age of consent being different in different states because people are saying age of consent in Oklahoma is 16. Or different countries with Wander Franco. That's, hell, we found that's out the true. other day it's not, I mean, it's not just Oklahoma. There are tons of, country, uh, yeah. of states. So that could be the case with California. And I, I don't know, like, that feels kind of, I guess it feels a little arbitrary at times because if you're like, well, he hooked up with a 16-year-old, but that's legal. I don't feel like I'm like, okay, cool, versus if it was a 15-year-old. I feel like either way, I'm kind of like, ooh, yeah. that's... Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's, yeah. It's not a fun story at all to talk about. No, it really isn't. You want something potentially more fun then? You want to power rank the power rankings? Sure, I have the CBS Sports. You want to do quarterbacks? Quarterback. We, can always, we can always kick teams around tomorrow. Let's ask Corey because you're asking me. Ooh. Corey, do you want team power rankings or quarterback power Quarterbacks. Rank-
quarterback power rankings, would you guys like to guess or would you like for me to give the list and you discuss? I say Jalen Hurts goes one. I think Jalen Hurts is one. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is one. Oh, we are good at this. All right. Do you, I guess keep guessing. Brock Purdy? Oh, he's number Brock two. Purdy. I should have said number two, <laughs> not Brock Purdy. <laughs> Let's go, Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy at two. Brock Purdy's number two. In your sense. face, Kevin. Patrick, ah. Mah- we're on the same team. Patrick Mahomes is number three. Josh number Allen oh. is number four. Lamar. Lamar Jackson is number six, dropping down from number one. Because guess who's playing better quarterback because of his new head coach? That's also his offensive coordinator. Dak Prescott. Dak baby. Prescott is number five. I understand that more than Josh Allen. I mean, yeah, it's weird that Josh Allen is still number four. Mr. Interception. And don't forget about Mr. Fumble. Real quick, <laughs> do you guys do you guys <laughs> like where Dak Prescott is on this list? Yeah. Obviously, I'm with you guys. I think he should be ranked higher than Josh Allen this year. I, I mean, five in this moment feels correct, and I think there's a lot of flexibility over the next month. If you told me he slid down to 10, I would believe that. But if you told me he moved up to one or two, I think I would also believe that. I, I, couldn't, I could argue three other quarterbacks in Tua. front of him. Tua's definitely one. You know how I'm, I've been about Tua. I've been a little bullish about him. C.J. Stroud is seven, to give you an idea. I could argue him, too. Tua is eight. Okay. okay. Russell Wilson is nine. And Trevor Lawrence is 10. Those are the top 10 quarterbacks this year, according to CBS Sports, that are active. Obviously, quarterbacks that are hurt are not active yeah. on this list. Russell Wilson's stats are baffling to me. There's nothing that just jumps off the page. There's nothing that just makes you go, oh, my gosh, except for what's the except for his rating. His rating is insane. He's efficient. It feels like he's throwing for, like, short yardage to pick things up, and then he'll throw a 15, 20-yard touchdown pass. And see, but that depends, again, on which rating you go by. If you go by the old-style quarterback yes, rating. Yes, that's the one I go by. But if you go by QBR, which I feel like they should have called it something different to make it less confusing, he's middle of the pack in the new-style QBR, like exactly in the middle of starting quarterbacks. So... I mean, I get it. His team is on a roll, yeah. and I was definitely wrong about Where that. Where would he's you? Not, he's not throwing a lot of interceptions lately, too, and that's been a huge factor in them staying in games. Okay, like that his, makes sense. I think he's twenty to four interception ratio wow. is where he is. So, so five to one. That's yeah. pretty dang good. Where would you <laughs> guess really Geno Smith is on this list? Did you want to say Petrali, and I say middle of the road? <laughs> I was going to say Pizza Smith. He just sounds like Gino. Just sounds like a place where you have an Italian pizza shop. What is the middle of the road in the NFL? I'll is say 16. 16, 15 or sixteen, something like that. Fifteen is Justin Fields, way overrated. <laughs> sixteen is Gino Smith. Hold on, hold on. You said way overrated. Name the quarterbacks behind him because I'm betting that no, none of them are. <laughs> Gino Smith is 16. I would have him ranked over Justin Fields, okay. to be honest. Okay. Joshua Dabalina is mm. 17. Baker, the candy maker, Mayfield is 18. Mm-hmm. Sam. Do you do this in your regular life? Do you have nicknames for people? Somewhat. Yeah. Okay. Steve. Sam Howe, Art Howe, is number 19. <laughs> Better manager than this guy as a quarterback. Art. Derek Carr is 20. Kyler Murray, 21. So those are kind of the five or six guys. There's bad it's, quarterback it's play in the league, Because bro. listen to the last, listen is to Mac the worst Jones ones. Is the bottom? No, because they have Bailey Zappi as their oh, quarterback. Well, there you go. So worse than Baylor Zappi is one other person. <laughs> Tim, 
I have too many boils on my body. Tim Boyle <laughs> is number 32. The Jets quarterback? Yeah. Bailey Zappi is 31. Dorian Finney-Smith Thompson Robinson is number 30. Mm-hmm. Well, his last name's Thompson Robinson. I just think that it's interesting that Dorian, our Dorian, mm-hmm. who's now in Brooklyn, has multiple last names too. Jake Browning is the number twenty nine. Together, just creates flexing to me. And Bryce Young is twenty eight. Those are your five worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay, he sounds so disappointed. It's a horrible it. list, honestly. As as people get hurt, it is the a list horrible list. Yeah. Quarterbacks stink in the NFL. They better hope that the top five, oh, I guess the top ten Joshua Dobbs is 17. He put up 10 points on Monday night football. They better hope that the top ten quarterbacks stay healthy. Justin Fields is probably not going to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next year, and he is number 15 on the list. Ooh, where's your list? I mean, I guess Mike would like it better than that one. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105 Through the Fan. Steve DeBerg was our quarterback. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan right now, courtesy of DNM Leasing. It is time for our chit-chat with those fellas from the G-Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Pretty good, Heggy. All right. How are you? I'm doing well. I have to admit, it throws me off when you don't ask. I appreciate it very much. I'm doing well. Are you amazed at the potential marvel of medical science that is Aaron Rodgers? 79 days since he tore his Achilles. They opened his practice window. Is he going to play, and is this a good idea? I'm not amazed until I see him play well or I hear that it wasn't the same as other Achilles injuries. Okay. There's There's some piece of information that needs to develop here before... You know, I think we have everything that we need to know. Teams are notorious for being, you know, less than transparent with sure, injury situations. Sure. We'll see how this plays out, Heggie. Right now, skeptical and cynical. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I have something for crosstalk. What? Come on. Did you guys no, see we're not following up? Did that. you guys see the Dylan Brooks? <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of that one. Did we? Did you? <laughs> did you guys see the Dylan Brooks interview after last night's game? No, no. no. no so saw they, the Luke interview. So they asked Dylan Brooks after the game. He's so dressed. Chuck, I was curious. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go I saw ahead. a Jason and, Kidd interview. Yeah, Jason Kidd interview Same. was interesting too with Tim McMahon. If you guys didn't see that, no, it was pretty that, good. that was a good one. Um, Coming up at Positive bleep. But they asked Dylan Brooks a lot of kind of Luca questions, trying to give him a little bit of an out, like how many picks he gets and everything. And Dylan Brooks just shrugged his shoulders and he goes, "The best." ever like I wonder how many players we heard Steph Curry in the offseason talk about Luca's about ready to be the next guy in the NBA and he's hoping it's it's holding off a little bit for his career but then Dylan Brooks last night it's weird he talks a lot of trash and tries to get you know into Luca's head and it makes Luca even better but here is Dylan Brooks after the game saying I think Luca's the best ever Wow. I think from a from a scoring perspective, you can make a good argument for it. Like offensively. The offensive player, yeah. absolutely, because of his size and his ability to you know beat you with inside, outside, or passing. You know, he could really go out there and be a great big man too. Like he played the best defense last night. It was only a couple of possessions it, against Shin Goon. Man, I yeah. was I was going right that route. It how many times in the in the past where you see Luca that something happens and he's running down the quarter and he's pointing like grab my man, grab my guy, but Last night, it seemed like that he was 
one of the first and after his he possession, was locked in. He was locked in of getting back and playing defense. Yeah. And so you're like thinking, okay, yeah. man, it, this this is this is what we've we've all wanted to see. And man, I'll tell you, it's uh, good for you know, Brooks for acknowledging that though. I do like Brooks because I think he brings the best out of Luca because he wants to talk to him, and yeah. it kind of to your point, it motivates Luca. Like, all right, I'm going to show you how great I am tonight. Yeah, yeah it's tell. funny. Yeah, I mean, he starts putting his shoulder in his chest, wanting to body him up, back yeah. him down, the physical play back and forth. It was fun. I mean, in watching him and Kyrie, like you could tell at the end of the third quarter last night, Kyrie's about to take over. They're about to go win this thing. And then Luke also had his moments. I love the post-game question. Like, hey, why would you try that crazy under-the-basket hook shot? Because like, I believe I can make it. Next question. Now, yes, yeah. there's not a shot he can't make. Man, I like The hook shot answer. he made, with the he thought that the, the shot clock was... Down, yeah, it right? was gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, he's like, right, yeah, but yeah. the possession changed when the guy yeah, grabbed it to grab try it. to save the ball. Right, it resets your right. shot clock. But yeah, yeah, that was a fun one. And then Jay- Jason Kidd had a lot of fun last night with Tim McMahon. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, you know, I, I I do appreciate Tim McMahon a lot. I, I think he uncovers stories, kind of like Jane Slater talking about the the Cowboys coaching staff three years ago that that makes coaching staffs a little uncomfortable. Um, I thought it was interesting that that uh, Jason Kidd just took the last word because he didn't want to give Tim McMahon a chance to uh, have a rebuttal there. Because uh, I thought, listen to that cut. Tim thought it was f- kind of funny how this was all uh, going down, and you know. But I, you know, hey, I think there's a lot of things to be positive about. I don't think it's necessarily Tim McMahon's job to go find that. There's a bunch of people that work at the team website now that are cranking that point. content out for We're you. We're at the morning news. Yeah, is. Mm. That's I mean they do is but how many organizations do you Glad think somebody of, else said that besides uh, me? Uh, I mean it's true. Is, I appreciate that, Heggy. How, that is a consistent Kevin. How job. many organizations do view the media as you're our PR person? Like yeah. do you think teams it's clear the Mavs would prefer that? They've kicked Tim McMahon out and banned him. They've banned Mark Stein. They've got Eddie Sefko let go at the morning news and then brought him back at Mavs.com. So it's a really weird revolving door of emotion when it comes to the media over there at the Mavs. And it's one of the things that I'm looking forward to on the other side of Cuban's ownership, kind of stabilizing a little bit better. Where do you guys fall on the other side of Cuban's ownership? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is ending. Okay. So you do not believe the initial reports that some people are starting to push back on that he will still have control of things? Oh, sure. For the foreseeable future, it says. But that's not contractually, uh, you know, obligated from what I've read so far. You know, it's not like he's um, got any sort of leverage to enforce that. This is Chuck Greenberg being the managing partner of the Texas Rangers. This is J.D. like helping Chris Young figure out what it is to run the Rangers. And it's probably two years at most, more likely one year. Wow. Rest of this season. One year. Is that, where do you guys fall on that? And what was your initial reaction when it, came out during your show. It seemed like there was a bigger picture play behind the scenes. And and then I loved all the speculation. Oh, is he running for president? And he said, no, he's not running for president. We know that he wants to get into the gambling business here mm-hmm. in Texas, obviously. I think that that is probably yep. uh, more so of the bigger picture behind this. But I, I do lean with what Gavin's saying. Like, yes, when it, when it comes to not having the majority ownership stake, like the Adelson family is going to have, as soon as they decide, you know what, Mark, we don't really need you anymore. We can move on. And, and I do think eventually that's going to happen. 
Yeah, and it, it's just so weird because Mark's like, yeah, I'm making all the basketball decisions, but all last year he was telling us it was Nico Harrison's show. Sure. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know why the new owners would want Mark Cuban, but they're not paying that much attention to sports. To your point, Chuck Greenberg lost kind of his stake as, oh, and he had a smaller stake, is when he went to Cliff Lee's house in Arkansas, yeah. and the ownership was like, no, we're done with Cliff Lee. We've moved on. Chuck wasn't. And they're like, you have no power and authority to go to his house and negotiate a contract that we are the owners of. <laughs> yeah. You're done. And yeah. that ended Chuck Greenberg's time with the Texas Rangers is he still thought maybe he could have that power. And so to your point, maybe Mark Cuban does something in the offseason. Like, you do not have the power yeah. to go do that. We, you know, and First time he does something embarrassing. You know that they don't think is in the best, uh, you know, view of the maps, which is if in Mark Cuban's mode is you know only six to nine months away. <laughs> that is a great point. What do you got coming up on the program today? Pure gold as always. Thanks for asking. We're loaded with guests, including Baldy at four o'clock. We'll talk Cowboys, Eagles, Niners, the whole thing. Baldy, looking forward to that. Roll home with those fellas from the G Bag Nation. We've been the KNC Masterpiece. Come back with us tomorrow, ten a.m. to two p.m. right here on one hundred The Fan. Say goodnight, Kevin. Good night, Kevin. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.